Hello and welcome to another Video Mana. I'm Pastor Jeff Glenn and it's my pleasure to take you through the Word each week. We've just finished up Genesis and we're going to dive into 2 Thessalonians. So I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, you might ask why we didn't go to 1 Thessalonians, but I think 2 Thessalonians um, has a, a lot of great content to it. We, we see that Paul kind of harkens back to his first letter as he opens here and discusses some issues in Second Thessalonians. So he's he's writing this second letter to the church at Thessalonica to follow up and remind them of the things that he told them in, in the first letter, mainly to clarify his teaching on Jesus's imminent return. And so for us, it's important to remember right off the bat as we dive into this book of Second Thessalonians that of what Jesus uh, told us in Matthew 24, 36, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. So this is important groundwork here because Paul is writing to the, the, the church here at Thessalonica about the end times and about Jesus's imminent return. So we, but we want to have that foundation first that, that we're not going to, we're not going to date set and that Paul isn't writing to the church to set a date either. He's writing to encourage them that in the light of Jesus's imminent return, he's encouraging them to live out their faith to the fullest and without discouragement and without regret, uh, because some were saying that Jesus had already come back. And Paul Reeves, in the previous letter, um, you know, he wrote to them, encouraging them of their new faith. Though so they were a fairly new church, as were all the churches in that day, but but Paul had, had traveled there. Um, with his companions after being poorly treated in Philippi and, and found a warm reception, or at least a reception of the gospel in Thessalonica. So he's writing them, and in both letters, encouraging them in their faith and how they become a great example of a, of a faithful church. But he wants to correct them on, on a few of their understandings. And so um, he's um, writing to clear up this confusion and, and even their curiosity. I think we all get excited, right? So it's, it's no different in our day. We get, we get excited when um, we start thinking about the, the end times. And, you know, especially when things in the world are starting to heat up as they are now all over the world um, with what's going on in Israel and, and the Gaza war, that um, people are interested in that. And they're, they're like, is, is this the end? Is this part of that? Is, is it close? What's, what's going on? And so that's not a bad thing because the great thing about it is, is it gets us in our Bibles. It gets us looking at the Word and being more close to uh, figure out um, our, our eschatology. And, you know, but there is a downside to um, this sort of uh, concern and curiosity, um, who remembers Y2K, right? Um, some, some thought that, that Y2K would usher in uh, the end times. And, you know, it's, this is nothing new either. In the second century, Montanus, he, he claimed to speak under the influence of the Spirit, and he claimed um, that the, the coming of Christ would, was, was imminent. And many Christian communities, uh, they, they were almost emptied out and abandoned because Montanus 
um, claimed to have um, a spiritual insight that Christ would come back between these two villages. And so they all moved to these two villages. And of course, um, you know, Montanus claimed that Jerusalem was going to descend at this one area, and it, and it didn't, sadly. But um, in so February 25th, 1524. Who can remember that date, right? So Johannes Stoffler, a respected German mathematician, said he'd figured it out that there was going to be a great flood that was going to cover the world. And even so much convincingly that, that Count von Eagleheim, who was a, a German nobleman at the time, he went so far as to build a three-story ark to be prepared for this coming worldwide flood. And there was only light rain on the day that he had predicted with no actual flooding, obviously. Um, September 2nd to September 5th of 1666. Yep, the, the year 1666. Um, the Great London Fire destroyed much of the city. Um, about 87 churches, 13,000 homes. And many saw that as the fulfillment of the end of the world prophecy because of the number of the beast being 666. And in 1806, um, a domesticated hen, a chicken um, in in Leeds, England, was was laying these eggs that said Christ is coming. And so people gathered around and and kept coming to see this chicken lay these eggs that that said Christ is coming on them. Well, it turns out the owner of of the hen was, was taking eggs and writing Christ is coming, and then he would reinsert them into the the hand. So um, we could go on and on. Um, December 21st, 2012, this was when the the great cycle of the Mayan calendar was going to come to an end. And many saw that also as this is the sign of of somehow the Mayans must have knew when the end of the world was coming because the the end of their calendar was was over. And so the list goes on and on and on. Um, John um, wrote in 1 John, 218, little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know it is the last hour. And so there's there's other warnings in Scripture, including the one from Jesus about not knowing the day or the hour, uh, only only the Father who knows that. Um, you know, those false messiahs and false dates and false returns. And, and you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the, you know, when Jesus said, hey, if you hear about me being in the desert or if you hear about me being on the mountaintop, don't go there. Listen, we're, we're not going to miss the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It'll be something that the whole world will be able to see. Um, there's plenty of information about the times and the seasons, and that's what we're encouraged to, to be about. We're encouraged to be about our Father's business during during all times, whether or not we think this is the end times. Um, and that's what we're called to do, is to be found working. And so there's plenty of um, instruction for us about what we should be concerned about, how we should uh, focus our energies and our attention. And that's what Paul's doing here in, in his letter, his second letter to the church at Thessalonica. So until next week, stay encouraged and stay in the word.